going to invite Lara um, up to the stage now, who's going to um, speak to us this morning. From Bible. Can I pray for you, Lara? Yeah, Father God, we uh, thank you for Lara. Thank you that she loves your word. And, um, and Lord, will you give us ears to hear? Will you give us soft hearts this morning? Will you soften our hearts this morning to hear what it is that you want to say to us through Lara? In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Deb. Good morning, everyone. It's very lovely to be here. It's nearly the end of January. Hooray. Um, We are continuing our series this morning, Teach Us to Pray, where each week we um, are delving sort of deeper into one of the component parts of the Lord's Prayer. Now, Jesus kind of gave us this prayer as a template that we can use when we pray. It kind of consists of three, um, three, of six petitions, and each one acting like a kind of hook um, on which we can hang our own prayers. And today, we are going to look at the fourth uh, petition or request, and it says this. Give us today our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. Do you know, we are living in some really tough times at the moment. It's January, as I just said, hard month. The economy is extremely challenging at the moment. Inflation is the highest it's been since the early 80s. Every time you go to do a weekly food shop, it seems to get more and more expensive. You fill up your car, it's just exorbitant. More and more people are becoming reliant on food banks. You know, people are struggling. We've lived through a global pandemic which really took its toll and it's still impacting us now. Your securities that we used to take for granted are not a given anymore. There are so many challenges facing us today and they can weigh really heavily on our hearts and our minds. And if there was ever a time that we need to be praying for God's provision, it's now. Give us today our daily bread. You know, perhaps you're sitting here this morning and you're, you know, just struggling with money worries, or you're looking ahead to 2023 and you're just really concerned about how this year is going to pan out for you. Perhaps you've got some really pressing needs at the moment. You know, I think when we begin to focus on things that we can't control or we can't change, we become really anxious and really worried, sometimes so overwhelmed to the point where we feel quite debilitated. So I don't think it's any surprise that after Jesus gave his disciples this prayer template, he goes on to talk to them about anxiety. You know, further on in Matthew 6... And Jesus says this, he says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing, but seek his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Jesus tells us not to be anxious about what we'll eat, what we'll wear. 
not to worry about tomorrow. You know, God is not going to see any of his children go without. That's his promise. He is a generous and loving father, and he loves us so much more than we will ever fully understand. And it's out of this unfathomable and surpassing love for us that God wants to bless us, and he wants to provide for us. He wants to give us today our daily bread. So this morning, I just want to highlight sort of four things that I think praying this prayer, give us today our daily bread, will do for us. So firstly, this prayer will help acknowledge our complete dependence on God. It will grow our gratitude towards God. It will help deepen our compassion for other people. And it will affirm God's faithfulness to us. So, firstly, acknowledge our dependence on God. When we ask God to give us our daily bread, it's us confessing to him our dependence on him. We're recognizing that God is our provider and that we rely on him to meet our daily needs. Do you know, I think as humans, we are really tend to want to be completely independent and self-sufficient. That's just in our nature. You, know, you only have to watch the um, little toddlers in action to see this. You know, Me do it on my own are words that parents of an under five will regularly hear. But when we come to know God as our Father, we realize that every gift we enjoy comes from him. We are his beloved children, and all that we have is freely given from his loving and gracious hand. The Bible says this. It says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. Do you know, I think in our very high-tech and very process-orientated lives, you know, it can be actually quite easy to forget that daily dependence on God. But if the last couple of years have taught us anything, it's that the things we assume will always be there can just suddenly disappear. You know, Deuteronomy um, challenges our self-sufficient culture uh, with these words. It says, you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and confirms his covenant. You know, in other words, yes, we do have the ability to make money, to work and to provide for our families. But where does that ability come from? It comes from God. Now, for those of you who know your Old Testament, you'll remember God's provision of manna, which was a type of bread um, that God gave to the Israelites whilst they were in the wilderness after fleeing captivity for, um, in Egypt. God provided this food, this bread, for them every day for 40 years. 
And actually, one of his instructions to them was not to store up the bread for the next day. But those people who disobeyed that command found that the bread had gone rotten and was inedible the next day. God was building trust and dependence in his people. He wanted them to know that he would provide for their needs every day. Give us today our daily bread. It's a prayer for today, and it's a prayer for every day. It's a prayer for every circumstance. It's a prayer when we're doing well, and it's a prayer for when we're desperate. You know, we're acknowledging that everything we need to live today is a gift from God. But requesting daily bread is not only about physical provision. You know, it's also about our spiritual, relational, and emotional needs as well. We're asking God, yes, for physical things, but we're also asking for for wisdom, for strength, for encouragement and comfort. God cares for and provides for the entirety of our being. Now, God is an awesome provider, but that doesn't just mean that we should just sit still and wait for everything to fall into our laps. You know, God will provide, but we have a responsibility in that provision as well. You know, we're called to work and to do so conscientiously. We're called to be generous and to steward well all the things that God gives us. Now, you're probably familiar with the account of Jesus feeding the 5,000. A little boy who had very little relative to the need, just two fish and five loaves, uh, generously gives his packed lunch to Jesus, who then, let's note, asks his father to meet the need. And we see the most incredible miracle happen. The offering of these two fish and five loaves is multiplied and everyone eats their fill. I'm aware that sometimes it might seem a little superfluous to be praying, give us today our daily bread, if we're in a place of comfort. You know, if we have a good job, if we have our health, if we have enough food in our cupboards and we don't have any particularly pressing needs. But God is a radically generous God. and He, in turn, is calling us to be radically generous. The Bible says this in Timothy. It says, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, so that they may take hold of life that is truly life. You know, when we depend on God and we recognize his radical generosity to us, it allows us to be radically generous in return. So, praying, give us today our daily bread, will secondly grow our gratitude towards God.
Now, I'm going to put up my hand and confess that I am a person who prays for parking spaces. And not just any parking space, but one that's generally easy to get into. So, a few little wry smiles around the room. I know it's a bit of a contentious issue, isn't it? But let me tell you this. This is the thing. If we think that God is only interested in the big, global, serious issues of the world, or we think that other people's needs are greater than our own, so we only end up praying about those things, ignoring our own needs, thinking you know, they're really trivial compared to other people's, then we are going to miss out. We're going to miss out on seeing little mini miracles happen on a daily basis. We're going to miss out on that regular conversation with God, that special secret place chat with him. We're going to miss out on that daily walk and talk with him and the opportunity to say thank you for the multitude of wonderful blessings, big and small, that he bestows upon us every day. In his book, How to Pray, Pete Gregg says this, He says, when you pray about the small things in life, you get to live with greater gratitude. I want to stand here this morning and reassure you that it's okay to pray to God about the things that we think are beneath him or that he's just not going to be concerned about. You know, we often sing a worship song that has the lines this. He says, he's the God of the big, the God of the little, and the God of the stuff somewhere in the middle. Nothing's too big. Nothing's too small. He, nothing's too much. He cares for it all. Now, we often build this as a children's song. And I think, you know, sometimes as we get older, maybe we're a bit tired or sometimes a bit disheartened on our faith journey we can lose that beautiful childlike faith and forget that God is the God of the little things as well as the big things. He loves us more than we will ever comprehend. And when we start to fully grasp that and to live rooted in that love that he has for us, then we know it's okay to ask for the little things, for our daily needs. And we begin to be so grateful again for all that he does for us every day. You know, when we fill our days thanking God for all he's given us, we guard our hearts against greed, against discontentment or entitlement, and instead we're reminded of God's goodness and his generosity towards us. And you'll notice, of course, that here we're asking for our daily bread. We're not asking for a fillet steak. You know, God, um, we're praying that God will meet all of our needs and not all of our wants. Daily bread is daily bread and it doesn't always come buttered. And the key to contentment is not about having more stuff, but it's about treasuring Jesus above all things. It's about being thankful every day for what he's provided. Contentment starts with an attitude of gratitude. So my third point this morning, raising up this petition to God will deepen our compassion. It will deepen our compassion for other people. We pray, give us our daily bread. 
You know, by using the plural here, we're identifying that we are part of the global church. We are part of the body of Christ. So it's here is a prayer that not only will acknowledge our dependence on God, it will not only grow our attitude towards him, but it will deepen our compassion for others whose needs are greater than our own. This is where we intercede for the practical needs of other people. This is where we pray for a hungry world. It's where we ask God to bring to our minds the needs of other people that we can help. You know, and if God's given you what you need for today, this prayer may just be that prompt and for you to be the means by which God provides for someone else. So it deepens our compassion. Then finally, praying this prayer. It affirms God's faithfulness. It affirms God's faithfulness to us. You know, the word daily here reminds us that God has a track record of faithfulness. He's been providing for billions of people across every continent of the world, and he's been doing it on a daily basis for thousands of years. You know, if we're feeling anxious, if we're feeling worried about our future, or as we look at particular needs that we have right now, it's so key to remember God's faithfulness to us as this will really encourage faith in his provision today yeah remembering God's faithfulness is an amazing antidote to anxiety the Bible tells us that God feeds the birds and he clothes the flowers and that you are of more value to him than birds or plants you can trust him to provide for you It says, don't be anxious. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He will not fail you. He is faithful to you and to his promises for you. You know, it's why we often encourage people to keep a prayer journal, a journal where you write your prayers and the answers to those prayers, because it helps us to see that God is faithful, that he provides according to our needs at the right time and often in really unexpected ways. So praying, give us today our daily bread. It helps acknowledge our dependence on God, grow our our gratitude towards him. It deepens our compassion for other people and it affirms God's faithfulness to us. And God is a God of relationships. And when we ask for specific daily needs, you know, we're deepening that relationship with him. We're going, growing closer to him. We're making ourselves vulnerable before him, opening our hearts to him. And we are intentionally inviting him to be part of our lives, to come and to be the Lord and King of our lives. I just want to leave you with this encouragement from Romans this morning. It says this, If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us, how will he not also along with him 
graciously give us all things. God gave us Jesus. He gave us his only son in the greatest act of sacrifice and love that we will ever know. God is so gracious and so generous. If he gave us Jesus, we know that we can completely trust that he will give us all we need to do life. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that you are our Jehovah Jireh, that you are the God who provides. Lord, we bow before you now. We bow before you in worship and we gladly, Lord, acknowledge that every good and perfect gift comes from you, from your loving hand. And we thank you this morning, Lord. We thank you for our friends, for our families, for work, for our homes. We thank you for your church. And most of all, we thank you for the gift of your son. Thank you that we can completely trust in you today for all that we need. Amen.